Do you like Livestream.Travel and would you like to have your own 30 to 60 second spot in our podcast series? Yes, you can do this. The costs start from just $100. Contact us, go to Livestream.Travel and click on contact and we'll be happy to talk to you. Thank you for your support. Okay, aloha and good morning from everyone uh, from Hawaii. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz. I would say it's good evening here. It's nine o'clock in the evening here in Honolulu. I know um, many of you are joining us from the other side of the world, from Europe, from Africa. I see even uh, one of our friends from Buenos Aires in South America joining us. Must be really, really late for you. And uh, we're going to have a really, really interesting session today. Um, I wanted to welcome and we'll get to um, uh, Maribel a little bit later after uh, we introduce some more um, people uh, to this forum. But uh, Maribel Rodriguez is our star today. She's uh, a VP for the World Travel and Tourism Council and is joining us from Madrid in Spain. And um, she will have a lot to say. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of questions how WTTC is actually saving or trying to save and rescue the global tourism industry with the help of the G20, 45 CEOs of um, the largest tourism companies in the world and a little help from Saudi Arabia. So that's going to be really, really interesting to find out. Before we start, uh, those of you um, that are not re yet registered on rebuilding.travel, you can do so, it's free to join our network. Um, we now have people in 120 countries. We actually welcome the latest country that joined us just a few days ago is San Marino. Um, but it's a little tiny country in uh, close to Rimini in, in Italy. Um, it's not in Italy, it's, it's independent. It's a kind of the Republic of San Marino. Uh, we have uh, people from all sorts of um, uh, parts of our industry, anything from tour guides to ministers of tourism, CEOs, and people who, who work. Um, we have taxi companies. So everyone is in here. We're all discussing one thing, um, how to rescue our travel and tourism industry. And uh, so that's why I'm so excited for Maribel to uh, help us out a little bit, because I think uh, WTTC really has some great ideas here. I wanted to, first of all, before I introduce uh, some more in this forum, um, say a special welcome to uh, Taleb uh, Rifai. Uh, Taleb, of course, uh, I think everyone knows, uh, two-term uh, Secretary General for the UNWTO for many years, and he's our co-host, and he has been with this initiative from the very first moment. He's, he lives in Amman, Jordan, but is joining us, I believe, also from Spain. Uh, welcome, Taleb. Let me just um, open with Taleb very quick, and then uh, maybe we can go back to just real quick to some of the participants. I promise they can say a, a word that means like a minute or so and introduce themselves. Welcome, Taleb. Thank you so much. You're very gracious in your introduction, uh, Jürgen. I'm speaking to you from south of Spain now, like Maribel, who's always a star, not just today. Maribel is in Madrid and I'm in the south of Spain. Wow. I am very excited about this because WTTC has been playing a very important role lately. WTTC is filling a gap and filling a vacuum that is needed, very well needed in, in the international arena. The international system has not been working well lately. 
not because of its own nature, but because of the circumstances that have developed lately. We don't hear any much about the EU, the EU, the Arab League, the United Nations altogether. But WTC is insistent to play its role, not just with the private sector, which it represents, also with governments. I'm delighted to be part of this. I'm delighted to be an ambassador of WTC. It's uh, it's really the collective work of Maribel and Gloria Guevara, the head of WTC and many, many others. I just want to salute WTC today, and I'm listening with all attentiveness. I read the report, Jürgen. It's a very interesting report. I'm looking forward to hear Maribel say, talk about it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. I also wanted to say for those uh, that are reading Etobo News, um, that's the publication um, I run. Uh, we made this a premium article. That means anyone who wanted to read it has to be a paying subscriber. I took that off now. So you can go back to the article and read it free of charge with all the details. And I was so excited yesterday in putting this up. It was quite late and our editors were gone. And um, I put the wrong recording, only a very small part of the recording on our podcast. We now have a podcast system. It reads all our articles. That is also not changed. So if you listen to the podcast and you only got six minutes of the story, go back. You can read now listen to the entire story. I just wanted to say this real quick. Now, a really a short introduction to some of the people I recognized here. And, and this it's not in order of importance or not importance but I'm, I'm just going down who I see. I wanted to uh, say hello. First of all, I'm very happy he is with us because he's on vacation, on a domestic vacation. That's something we had discussed in many of our sessions, how important domestic and regional tourism also is. And this is uh, my good friend, Felix Chyla. He is the head of the tourism, Zambia Tourism Board. I think it's, the name has changed, but uh, Felix, um, um, how, how's your vacation? Welcome. And where are you? You have to unmute yourself, please. I think. He's mute. Hello. He's yeah, mute. I, I think you can hear me now. We can hear you and yes, I'm trying yes, to yes, find Felix. you so yes. I can show you a picture, yes. but I haven't Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Talib. Um, uh, Good morning. It's an honor for me to be on this platform. I know you're very familiar with Zambia because uh, your career the UNWT all started with Zambia and I had the privilege yes. to take you for a helicopter ride and then we had that ride in the bush to go and I still, remember, I still remember it very very well thank e you exactly I don't I don't want to say a few other details but then of course you ended your career in Zambia as well and uh, I, I met uh, I met Jürgen uh, at uh, the Victorian Post during that uh, that moment at UNWTO uh, session which still reverberate so I'm happy really to be here. I've been 10 years on the helm of the Zambia Tourism Board, now Zambia Tourism Agency. And uh, actually I'm in the Lower Zambezi National Park right now with my family. We took a few days off. And this is my little home away from home. We're getting back today. But I think it's important to just state that we are very proud as a destination. One, to have been among the first in Southern Africa to put in place uh, safety operating protocols and uh, of course now we are very grateful for the safe travel stamp from WTTC. We are pushing domestic tourism uh, and um, uh, with the uh, increasing 
interest from the domestic tourists, especially in Livingston during the holidays. We recognize, especially the, the challenges of smaller populations, when there's only 20 million and so many people in their pockets. So we have to think reasonable tourism. And the challenge now is how do we harmonize the protocols between countries? And how do we get rid of the bottleneck that might stop regional tourists from arriving? I think these are some of our challenges, we're not testing kits at the airport. Uh, isolation, I, I, I did hear about the... Okay, well, I think we may have lost Felix. Felix, if you hear us, we cannot hear you anymore. But thank you so much and uh, um, just... Uh, uh, we're looking forward to your participation the rest of the show and um, since you cannot hear us let me go to our next guest uh, also another good friend uh, Deepak um, he's was the head of the Nepal tourism board uh, for some time and is joining us from Kathmandu um, welcome Deepak how's everything uh, thank you. Namaste, Yogan. Namaste. Uh, namaste. Fine. namaste, all the friends. Uh, finally, finally, a civilized time for you. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> True. So, uh, uh, we have recently formed one uh, tourism recovery task force, uh, Nepal. Uh, so, basically, uh, we are working on the preparedness side uh, inside the country right now. Uh, in this task force, we have brought all the public and private sector together. The heads of major tourism associations, uh, member of NGO, member of civil aviation, and then I'm working as a coordinator for this uh, task force. And very recently, we did a couple of programs uh, in, in the preparedness side, for example, massive awareness and training campaigns, uh, uh, coordination with the local people, because there is a kind of confusion, uh, you know, the both the side, there is a kind of uh, fear cycles, for example, travelers, they have fear cycles that if they travel to the destination might be infected or for destination also they're kind of some confusion they need more uh, uh, awareness and training campaigns that's what we are doing right now and then from october 17 we are going to open our trekking and mountain activities uh, uh, because these activities are in isolation and in nature-based uh, destinations and gradually we are we are trying to open up and, uh, and that that's how we are gearing up uh, Perfect. Uh, thank you, um, and thanks for joining us all the time. I don't, I don't think you ever missed a session, so I really yeah. appreciate <laughs> it. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. I wanted to, to say a real quick hello to Ibrahim Ayub. He's joining us from Mauritius, and uh, he's involved in the tourism investment uh, conference. I think a lot of uh, you guys went before the world travel market. Ibrahim, tell us what's what's on the plate right now. I, I heard you're doing another investment, a virtual investment event you're working on right now, aren't you? Can you unmute yourself? I think we may. Okay, so you may have. I can speak. I can speak on the behalf of. Okay. 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 Why don't you do that? Okay. We are planning now at ITIC, which I am chairing the committee of the uh, second investment Okay. Are we in? Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, uh, okay. We interviewed you. In November, 
in London together with WTM. It's uh, our main partner there, and we're uh, trying to put together a very important virtual conference, which will be focusing also on Saudi Arabia as well, as uh, has been explained at the G20, as a leader of the G20. But in general, it's, uh, it's a step forward. We're going to have these conferences once a year, definitely in WTM, plus in some regional places. Thank you so much, Jorgen. Thank you. And uh, we're going to come back to Africa. We have three more, I think, I see here. We want to come back to Africa. But let me a quick go to also a very loyal um, participant. And she's actually our first ambassador. And she's the ambassador for the Rebuilding Our Travel Network in the Balkan region. She's joining us from Montenegro. And it's Alexandra. Um, I'm not even trying to pronounce your, your last name, yeah. <laughs> but welcome. Just very quick, what's going on in Montenegro? Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. Well, as morning, I reported Sandra. previously, as I reported previously, nothing much is happening here. No good news from Montenegro. The best news actually is that the weather is great and that's, that's about it. And I'm kind of jealous that you guys are reopening tourism. But I'm just joking, of course, because, you know, it's very valuable for me to, to follow what's going on because in Montenegro we are quite slow and we have political issues which are dominating the situation. And I believe when uh, these issues are solved, when the new government is... Uh, you know takes over which is going to happen i believe in in couple of weeks like two three weeks latest i think that we will start uh, uh, discussing possibilities of, of uh, rebuilding tourism in, in a real way so that's about it from, from thank you side. alexander uh, real quick uh, wanted to recognize and also one minute it's very hard to get him to speak one minute please or just to say something my very good friend jeffrey lipman joining us uh, from brussels um, and I, I, I could not just uh, ignore you. And you have a very good history with WTTC because it was kind of your brainchild. You started WTTC and you were the, I think you had the title of the first CEO of this organization. Um, as well ago. as you and WTO, as well as you and WTO. And, and, and with, yeah, and I think he was a uh, deputy secretary general at UNWTO. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hey, thanks, Thomas. Good to see you, and good to see you, Maribel. I'm going to be very brief because I, I want to hear what, what Maribel has to say. All I can say is it's a huge satisfaction having been the first employee of WTTC and its first president for 10 years to, if, if anyone had told me in those days, you will actually be producing something with the G20, I would have said that is the height of what we have been created for. So it's a huge achievement. Congratulations. And it's it's great to see everybody here. Good to see you, Thomas. And as always, uh, my friend Taleb, good to see you looking so well. Take care. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Thank you. you. And, and don't, forget, don't forget, the climate crisis is existential and we have to deal with that. Thank you. No, and, and I know you would say this. I was kind of uh, waiting for this. Thank you, Jeffrey. And we will definitely support you on this. Um, now, I um, uh, just uh, wanted to say hello to um, my um, uh, colleague at the African Tourism Board, the chairman of the African Tourism Board, Cuthbert Nikubi. He's joining us from Pretoria. Um, welcome, uh, Cuthbert. 
Thank you. Thank you so much again uh, for your great steering work in bringing the tourism sector to the fore. Let's all rally together in running this race. Uh, Dr. Taleb, uh, Jeffrey, always my prayer these days is to say, oh God, how best can you give me the energy you have in driving the agenda of our African endeavors. WTTC under the leadership of capable leaders, uh, especially, especially Gloria as African Tourism Board, we have noted your tireless efforts in bringing hope and in your strides in reshaping the travel sector and turning around the challenges we are going through as a sector to opportunities. I believe that this is the right time for all stakeholders in the travel sector to unify our resolves, to expand our experiences and adopt an inclusiveness approach in the process of sharing our experiences, let's roadmap our sector to recovery. As I believe as well, that tourism is a frontline industry because of its inner, I mean, linkage is with almost every other sector of the economy. So therefore, it must be at the forefront, stimulating the rest of the global economies to recovery. We're looking forward for this great engagement and thank you once again, Jürgen. No, thank you, Cuthbert. And real quick, and then we, we need to go to Maribel. And there's a lot more in this forum I should have mentioned, and my apology, but you have a chance of saying something and um, actually be part of the uh, uh, discussion we're just about to have. But I wanted to say hello to uh, Walter Memzebi. Many of you know he was um, the Minister of Tourism for Zimbabwe for many years and also worked, I think, with Felix uh, way back when um, uh, Taleb was elected uh, at the UNWTO General Assembly. And uh, he's now joining us from South Africa. He's also very involved in the African Tourism Board, head of the Security Committee. Uh, thanks for joining us, Walter. He also became foreign minister. And he became foreign minister. Forgot about that. Yes. Can, what, what, I think you're mute. Are you mute, Walter? Thank you. Thank no, there he is. Okay. Thank you, Jürgen. Thank you, Jürgen. Thank you for. Uh, organizing this and to Gloria, uh, kudos. I cut my teeth in to, into tourism at um, a WTTC summit in Florianapolis, I think somewhere around 2009-2010 thereabout. And I never looked back, I never missed a session of WTTC uh, during the period that I was minister because I understood the policy content that underpins uh, WTTC these sessions and I'm very happy that uh, they've um, grown to this extent where they are now recognized even under uh, G20 frameworks. So congratulations Gloria and everybody that is in this uh, session. We look forward to the recovery of global tourism. Thank you. Thank you very much and uh, without further ado I wanted to thank you really Maribel for uh, joining us. We only talked yesterday morning when, when we got the press release or uh, I think I received a message from Gloria actually on WhatsApp uh, and I, I was kind of detect her excitement about what happened uh, with the G20 and um, the um, uh, uh, top members from WTTC getting involved in a rescue attempt for the travel and tourism industry what is so badly 
needed and hoped by the entire world. And, and you were nice enough, literally within minutes, to say, yes, let's do a session. We had um, pretty much less than 24 hours to prepare, so I'm, I'm uh, very pleased that we had uh, 218 people registering. We have many now watching on Facebook and YouTube as well. And we're going to give a good coverage on ETN and we're going to do a podcast. So we're going to give you the floor big time here. And my best regards to Gloria, um, who said that she uh, was not able to attend today, but we wanted to do it before the weekend because it's hot news. It's um, something I think the world has been waiting for. So tell us more. What happened? Yeah, thank you very much, Paul Jergen, for your amazing uh, capacity to bring together people from all over the world and i want to as well say hello to dear philip marine brussels my dear friend taleb and, and many others here which i know you follow up very well and you are very close to what we do it has been a, a really an amazing week for us in the sense of we finally after so many months fighting all together with the covid 19 we could express to the, uh, from the private sector voice to the public sector, what do we need? Uh, and that has been done through, and uh, thanks to the leadership of Saudi Arabia minister in the, and the presidency in the G20, because they asked us to prepare a plan to recover 100 million jobs. But before I explain a bit about that, let me put you in context. Since this situation started, uh, we are private sector, but we have felt obliged to work together, no matter with whom, to be able to recover our beautiful sector. We are employing uh, one out of 10 jobs, uh, one out of four new jobs last year were because of travel and tourism. And it's not only that, it's, it's how much it permeates through the entire value chain in the society and the global and the social impact that travel and tourism has. We are employing young people, women, uh, no matter what, Agnes, you know, it's, it's, it's a sector that we cannot, of course, uh, uh, think about it's only jobs, it's only uh, economy, it's more than that, it's social, it's the impact. So when we were requested by the Minister al to prepare this plan, we have been using all our weapons within WTTC, all the members, we have been talking to the different associations, in our weekly industry call that we're having with ICAO, IATA, PATA, ETC, all the different associations, international ones, to, to validate all the conversations and the, the, the things we wanted to discuss with the, with the public sector. So we present uh, what, what we developed, a concrete plan to resume international travel, because it is clear that it would be it's, it's before the vaccine and after the vaccine. We are still before the vaccine, but even if vaccine arrives, we are not going to be able to be all of us vaccinated within 24 hours and up and ready to travel. So it will take a while. It will take probably months or maybe years. So we don't know that. But what we know is that we cannot keep impacting so much our beautiful industry and we need to work together. And what we have been seeing over the last few months is and uncoordinated approach because the different governments, they all have their own agendas. Uh, they have been worried. And of course we have, is the number one topic about the health and the sanitation of the entire, the entire world. But what was clear that was uh, uncoordinated, uh, not talking each other, not organizing each other, 
or for example, now Taleb, you are in Spain, but in Spain, uh, at the same time that Europe opened on the 1st of July, the, the, the regional travel and everybody started to move. Suddenly on the 15th of August, uh, the UK said, look, quarantines when you go back. So from one day to the other, the entire uh, private sector was uh, sort of destroyed because of course, if you are not having uh, clients anymore from one day to the other, how you are going to be planning ahead. So it was really, really needed that we put a plan together and this is what we had been doing. And the promise to do that has been very easy. Uh, 12 points that the travel, uh, the private sector wanted to discuss with the with the public sector, and 12 points that the, the governments need to, to 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 meet as well. It's all about testing on departure, quick, efficient, cheap, because it's very important that uh, this is like for everyone. Coordinated standards and protocols, harmonized. So when someone is traveling from Hong Kong to some part in France, they feel confident that when they see this, this is stuff that we created, that we are just giving a recognition to the work that the different destinations are doing, but it, it gives a sense of tranquility and, 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 and confidence. That's very important. We have been talking about the corridors. Of course, we don't expect that from one day to the other, everything is going to be reopen again, but please, corridors, safe corridors in cities between London, New York, uh, Rome, Paris, important corridors that are going to help, of course, the normal traveler, but as well as, as well the business traveler. So all those coordinated uh, efforts that we have been doing over the last few months has been all related to how we resume international travel in a safe way all together. And that was what we uh, presented. Over 45 uh, WTTC members and a few others were invited alongside other associations that we, uh, because this has been an event that WTTC and the president's um, minister Al-Khatid from, uh, from Saudi Arabia has organized together. So we have been invited these 45 CEOs and they all expressed clearly what they were those points that we have been discussing right now, international coordination, a coordinated approach for reopen borders, the implementation of the air corridors, align on health, on health and hygiene protocols and standardized measures, implement international testing protocols, consider an international contact tracing standard, modifying quarantine measures for positive tests only, not everyone that's to be uh, you know, painted with the same brush. Review the existing regulations and the legal framework to ensure that they are adapted and adapted to, the, to their new requirements. Continue support to the most uh, affected. And this is very important because SMEs, 80% of the global uh, company, the global, uh, the different companies worldwide are SMEs. We need to help them, of course, and governments need, need, need to acknowledge provide consistent, simple and coordinated communications to citizens and travelers. And it's again, all about the confidence to the traveler or expressing properly what is, what is the situation. Because if you are in some place at a certain point and suddenly you receive a WhatsApp or you see in the media, if you go back home, there is a quarantine. Of course you go back home because if you are a bus driver, you cannot be quarantining at home or even in a hotel like uh, Tony said now about Hong Kong. 
if you wanted to travel now back, going back home, but then instead of going to your house, staying in a hotel. So continue support because we cannot miss that, okay, this is going to be in a few months, we hope over, um, but again, we need to recover the confidence of the traveler and we need to plan for that. And we need to start doing promotions, communications, being competitive as destinations, because otherwise uh, there would be like a lot of people to, to be willing to, to do the same, but we need to, you know, to, to get focused. And of course, continue to invest in crisis preparedness and resilience, because of course, travel and tourism, we all know, and you know more than, that is the group that you are putting together to talk about this particular subject, but we are very resilient. We have been analyzing over 90 crises of the last 10 years, and we know that after each crisis, we were stronger after, because we are a very resilient uh, uh, sector, and as well, we are learning to recover faster and faster. But when in the crisis where the private and the public sector, they working together, that was when uh, the recovery was faster. If we do it in silos, it's not important. We as an organization are politically agnostic, as you can imagine. We give our hands to everyone to work with because what we want to get is to have a safe and, and a healthy industry, but we need an industry. What we need is that after COVID, the companies are still there that they can employ, that the social impact that we are bringing is still there. Families that are living because of travel and tourism, companies, SMEs, even students, gender equality, inclusion is what we are doing. So it's why for us it has been really, really important to be able for first time ever to have such an important meeting and engage with our CEOs. And if you have seen the quotes, from all of them, you can have a look in our in our website. We were displaying all of them yesterday. It has been really, really important for all of them as well to take this opportunity to express, like for example, British Airways about the corridor between New York and and and, uh, and, and London, and others talking about uh, the, not only the corridors, the, the quarantines, because they were really affected during summer and they wanted to express that too to the government. So that was a great opportunity, uh, very well received. We have received uh, different acknowledgements. So, and that is the real the beginning. Now we have to start working because that was the, 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 the work that now we need to, to implement. So thank you very much for this opportunity. I'm super happy to respond to your questions or to give you more details. But my our message is here, we are to work together, public and private. And um, you know, the better we do it, the, the, the sooner and the quicker we will be recovering and bringing back to do, those things that we have before COVID. That uh, now I always say now, everybody's missing the, the, the tourists. Before nobody knew how they came to our cities or to our countries. And now when they are missing it, they are like putting in, a, in the right place that our sector has to be, which is in the core of agendas and in a transversal way. So thank you very much. I don't know if I took a lot of my time to, to, to explain, but happy to, to respond to any questions. Thank you. Thank you very much, Maria. And I think uh, if you look at the indication that you're bringing the 45 largest companies on the table and you're doing this in the country, in Saudi Arabia, what is hosting the G20, um, these are the I would say we can probably safely say some of the wealthiest nations in the world. It looks like you can put your money behind what where your mouth is. Um, it's, it's who would 
finance all of this? Uh, it's, uh, that must have been an important part of your discussion, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, they are there. I mean, we, as members, as, you know that we are very diverse in our membership. We have organizations which are developer investors. We have uh, travel agencies, tour operators, uh, cruise uh, lines. We have airlines, uh, airports. We have from the most disruptive to the most traditional. So all of them were part of this and, and, and each of them played a role. We have some speakers, 12 speakers, and they, each of them were, of course, targeting uh, what they were, their worries, but not only in their behalf, because some of them were representing some regions. So that was a very interesting um, uh, uh, uncoordinated uh, work because it, it, it showed how we are united to fight against the same you know, uh, problem, which is the COVID and, and, this, uh, and the willingness to have this global coordination. So it uh, was very interesting to see like a hotel and an airline plus an investor together with a, a tour operator, they were all in the same boat. That is really, really important. So, and that was part of the conversation. And I think uh, Talib um, um, had something to add. Go ahead, Talib. Thank you so much, Jurgen. I want to thank Maribel once again. I think what they've done is a great, great job under the leadership of Gloria. We've been able to bridge the gap between the private sector and the governments, which is very, very important. Nobody's doing this now at the international level. And I think the G20 is a perfect, perfect platform to do that, especially in Saudi Arabia. That's taking special interest now and special care about its tourism sector. Now, what I want to add is two things. One is the emphasis on domestic tourism. I keep saying this because it's very, very important. At the time being, what Maribel said about confidence and trust will never be bridged very soon. We need to concentrate on domestic tourism. And I'm glad to see that amongst 12 points, whether it's from government or from the private sector, there is emphasis on this. There is a demand from the private sector to reasonably price the packages for domestic tourism and to believe in that. Because as I always say, the country that's not visited and enjoyed by its own people cannot be enjoyed by anybody else, should not be enjoyed by anybody else. It's a problem of the developing countries mainly because in Europe and the United States, 70-75% of the traffic is domestic anyhow. So I think we need to rise up to that level. It's an opportunity for us. Second point I want to say is there should be an emphasis on long-term stay. By long-term stay, I mean many destinations. I was attending one workshop which was done with the Maldives and the Caribbeans. These countries have to start working now on longer stays. Many people are working from home now. There's a term called digital nomads. I think some of you have heard about it. I think we should encourage this. Somebody can come now and stay here in Marbella where I am and stay for a month or two, not just a week, not just two, three days. They can work from here. They can work from more beautiful and more uh, scenic places. Hotels can start pending long-term leases. This is something that we should consider now because people are working from home a lot. Now they can find home somewhere else. We need to work with governments to, to issue certain visas for these people. We also need to have the private sector cooperate in this regard so hotels can start giving special offers for people that want to stay long, long term. This long term stay is going to be the characteristic. It's the only way to combat the issue of uh, quarantine because you can't go for two, three days or a week somewhere and then go quarantine for two weeks. But if you go stay for three, four weeks, 
before month, then you can you can afford to go back home and quarantine. It's okay. And this long stay is also about wellness and health. In the Dead Sea in Jordan, for example, where I'm staying now, it's a very, very attractive medium. You can come and stay for a month or two in one of the hotels at the, at the Dead Sea. It's healthy, it's good. You renew your energy, you do work from home, and you enjoy your time. So this long-term stay is another idea that I want to put forward. Once again, I want to thank you, Arabel, for all the great work that you and Gloria do. Thank you so much. Yeah, and Gloria, thank you, Taleb. And Gloria, unfortunately, is not here today. And we are using this like divide and conquer because we really want to spread our voice across the world. And thanks, Jorgen, for accepting me. I'm super happy to be here today. And to your to your comment, uh, Taleb, yes, that was even a, a in a discussion. It was said the word workation, no? Like, why don't you go? Yes. So something discussed already, and it's not the first time we are hearing it, which is totally, totally true. Now, the, the out of the bad things, some food themes came out, and we need to use this as an opportunity to create new products, and but as well as an opportunity for the different destinations worldwide for them to reshape and to see what is the product they want to offer. And, and well, they have now, unfortunately, in one side, the, the time to to think about it, but as well, uh, the ones that are doing it right now are the ones to be more competitive when we go back. But that is yes. a little different to the private sector. There are companies like airlines, they are losing every day $250,000. So in, I read that uh, it's, 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 this is impossible. So this is why uh, governments need to understand that they need to keep this particular sector because it's the backbone of our tourism. And, and, and to resume international travel is very important that we have safe companies when we are able to go back. And that's why tests on departure uh, and to have a protocols, coordinated international protocols implemented <coughs> are pretty much needed because that would be the only way to, to be able to keep traveling, to keep doing business. It's very beautiful to be all, all of us here today where we can see in different time zones and we can say hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night. But at the end of the day, other things, physical things are, are as well pretty much needed and miss it. And of course, we need to think about, okay, uh, we'll never disappear this uh, maybe uh, fear or till COVID is gone, but we need to learn about how to be and coexist with such a situation because we don't know what is going to be coming next. So the sooner we are ready to react and coordinate ourselves in that in in protocols and standards and and and, and, and test uh, the better thank you thank very you so much, much. Um, may i just just make a quick comment please jorgen sure i'm glad that maribel brought the issue of testing i personally i'm not waiting for testing i don't think we should freeze our lives waiting for testing testing is not the solution the solution is, I'm sorry, vaccine is not the solution. Vaccine, yeah, I'm, not yeah. going to be work, I'm not going to be waiting for the vaccine. I'm not going to be vaccinating myself. I want to, and I don't get somebody like Trump to convince me to vaccine. But testing is very important. So I think testing, tracing, and then treatment directly is what's needed. T, T, and T. That's what I heard from some of our friends in Korea that they're doing. Because waiting for the vaccine could be a long-term thing, and nobody's yeah. going to trust the vaccine, vaccine now. So we should start working immediately now. We don't have much time to waste. Thank yeah. you. No, and even Taleb, so, uh, even if the vaccine would be really like amazing and very, 
we, we, it will take is that we cannot wait. We cannot wait. We, we exactly, exactly. Work and there are many options. Exactly. And like when everybody, I mean, the situation is because of the number and the big numbers and the standard. But now the second wave, uh, which is uh, of course pretty much now in Europe, as you know, well, of course, the second wave is 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 bad and is, is impacting and maybe one other more countries, one countries more than others, but. In reality, there is a less pressure in the hospitals right now that it used to be in the first wave. We are learning a bit already. So that's, uh, yeah. uh, we are having my particular situation, for example, being in Spain like you are, and I'm in Madrid, which is sort of lock, lockdown one day and the other day is not. So it's very funny for us as a citizen to, to really understand where we are, but we are trying to do our, our, our normal life. We're using our mask, using, a gel, exactly. exactly. We are doing normal. The go, go about your life. School, about. Children's in the You're school, right. no, no cases. When there is a case, they are informing, doing a PCR problem. Go back, like, and we, we, we were very surprised. Already one month since the schools started, and nothing happened. So that's a really good sign. Yes, I agree. Well, thank, thank, you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, we have Raid Habis. Um, a good friend of mine he's joining us from saudi arabia and he's been Hello, Mr. Raid. and um, i wanted to just uh, be, before Raid, uh, maybe you can unmute yourself and i don't know if your camera works so we can see you then i can put yes. you on the screen uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful but in the meantime uh, uh Raid is getting ready um anyone who what i have seen a yes lot of i'm I'm, re uh, I'm ready mr uh Jürgen. Sure. i want to say uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Good morning and good evening to everybody where you are. Um, and thank you for giving me this chance uh, to speak. Uh, actually, I can see many of my friends here, Dr. Talib. And uh, also Mr. Ibrahim and Mr. Paul and many good friends. Um, just give me a minute. I will start my camera. Yes. We okay. see you better now. Is it clear? It's Friday, actually, yes, today in Saudi Arabia. You're on a different you're planet, Mr. Raid. You're on a different planet now. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are We are in one planet, yes. or our planet, uh, the digital planet, which I really want to thank Mr. Jürgen for putting all this effort to connect us all together uh, from the tourism and travel industry. Uh, actually, I was very glad to hear uh, uh, the effort that have been put uh, by WTTC and the uh, Ministry of Tourism of Saudi Arabia by uh, Maryam. Uh, special thanks to the uh, speech she delivered today. Uh, yes, Saudi Arabia under the leadership of King Salman and the Crown Prince uh, and the presidency of the G20 uh, and its location in the middle of the world is trying to hopefully uh, rebuild the travel and tourism industry again and uh, integrate all the effort, uh, as I said, the resilient and security and safe tourism, which is a good effort 
uh, that have been put in place. And uh, I watched uh, a video that was sent to me by our uh, friend, Dr. Uh, Peter Taralu, with Dr. Guy from Cisco. Uh, I think this is one of the excellent uh, effort uh, to bring back the tourism and to gain the trust for governments and also the tourists themselves. Uh, um, the effort that I heard that putting up 45 CEOs from uh, different industries, from airlines to hoteliers, tour operators, uh, 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 digital uh, booking systems, etc. That's great effort. Uh, and uh, yes, Saudi Arabia, hopefully, uh, can during the interim period contribute a lot to rebuilding travel and tourism. Now I can see a lot of uh, uh, movement from uh, UNWTO opening up an office in Riyadh. Uh, hopefully WTTC and IATA and many, many global uh, organization. And uh, we look forward from the private sector actually, and especially the SMEs, uh, uh, because I worked in IATA about 25 years. I appointed almost 2000 travel agents in Saudi Arabia. And these are actually the movers and checkers of the industry. And I recommend that there, is, uh, there should be more effort to, to organize a global uh, workshops or events or uh, training uh, through the digital uh, uh, platforms to bring people together, to, to bring um, travel industry professional together and governments in order for this industry to have a quick recovery and a quick uh, accelerator programs. Uh, so uh, I really think that we have to consider very much in these activities, the startups and the SMEs in the travel and tourism industry. Uh, I don't want to speak too much. I know there is limited time. And thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak to this uh, beautiful uh, members. Thank you, Yervin. No, thank, thank you, you Raid. And thank I know you. we have been, we've been following the development in Saudi Arabia. And um, I, uh, I know we were supposed to meet actually in Saudi Arabia after ITB. Berlin, what was all cancelled, and times have changed. And I'm so glad that Saudi Arabia, uh, with all these fantastic plans in motion already, now for some time opening up to global tourism, is taking a lead in this. And this is an opportunity, uh, not only for Saudi Arabia, but also for the world, um, I, I think. We have a lot of uh, people asking questions on the chat group. What I have to admit is a little bit difficult to see and to sort. I would much rather ask anyone who wanted to contribute and ask a question, just raise your hand and we give you uh, the microphone. And, and while you think about doing this, um, and I have a number of questions here sitting pending, but I'm gonna wait for, um, for more uh, people to raise their hand. But I wanted to give the microphone for a minute 
to Peter Bryan. He's uh, joining us from uh, Tanzania. And uh, it's a surprise. He didn't know I would uh, give him <laughs> the floor. But Peter is one of our uh, global heroes. It's a program we started for rebuilding.travel of global tourism heroes. We have a number of them actually here. Jeffrey Lipman is, is a part of this group. And Cuthbert is part of this group. And uh, Peter really had a fascinating presentation at one of our sessions some time ago. And uh, maybe Peter, if you just have a minute, you ask a question also here online, you can just say hello and, and tell us a little bit uh, what you're doing, how you contributed to the reopening of tourism in Tanzania and, and what do you think about the initiative from WTTC? Uh, good morning, Jürgen, and good morning to everybody. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak. Um, we, we've been watching everything possible that might help us to open tourism because generally for African countries, the domestic markets are very weak uh, due to spending power and interest in actually traveling internally. In, a, in more sophisticated economies, perhaps like Kenya, South Africa, um, there is there is a much there's much more proclivity to travel domestically, but here it's beyond the reach of most of, of most. So, for us, the domestic market, domestic tourism, is not really a viable option, considering the size of our tourism, um, with for ex for example Zanzibar with seventeen thousand beds. That's that's never going to work for us. Um, we were skeptical, as you know, because I was on that webinar with you about the safe tourism seal. Um, and uh, because many countries have been given this, even countries that are not even open for tourism. So there's a question here on the question board asking what do you think the effect has been? Um, that might be an interesting topic for somebody else to answer, but I think very little. The, uh, the main goal for us is to convince, for example, the EU to be uniform in its policies towards allowing its citizens to travel, uh, not only within the EU, but uh, to countries like Tanzania, which have a safer, if not no COVID at all, status. And uh, at the moment we have, uh, we are trying to influence the Italian government to allow the charters to begin again to Zanzibar. KLM has just announced new flights to Zanzibar twice weekly and a stepping up of their schedule into Arusha and Dar es Salaam, Kilimanjaro and Dar es Salaam, which is great news. But the key to destinations like Tanzania and Zanzibar are single hop flights, not having to go through the Gulf or Addis Ababa or Turkey in order to reach the final destination could it because it adds at least eight hours um, and doubles the time of an eight hour flight so we've got some structural problems but most of all we have this disunity in europe which i think maribel already mentioned that is to me the greatest obstacle we have because that's our big market thank you Thank you. Uh, Jorgen, may I may I make a comment on this one, please? Yeah, Jorgen. sure. And Maribel also wanted to respond to it. Sure, yeah, the, the, sure. It, go ahead, go, go ahead, Maribel. No, please go no, ahead. Well, I was telling that the problem with Europe is because we all of us think that Europe is one country, like like the United States. 
and it's not. And within Europe, the countries itself has regions and cities and communities. So the major travel barrier right now is to have a common coordinated approach. It's why we had started all our conversations internally because between, for Europe, it, it's, very, it's very important that the travels are starting in the, in the region again because it's the number one destination and as well as the number one uh, emissor. So you're absolutely right. Um, but there is some, some movements already starting. Um, Unfortunately, they haven't done it before. They were very discoordinated at the beginning, coordinated at the end in the middle of July, and now again back to the, the, the original situation. So, but uh, there are uh, initial uh, approach again to to to, 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 to not to restart altogether, but to start with bilateral agreements. And they are talking about corridors, which is very important because as you said, there are destinations not affected very well controlled and why those are, has to be, you know, put in the same pocket as the others when you can easily do a have a verbal for them to, to travel, like could be, as you have mentioned, or in Canary Islands, for example, with a few cases and other, other parts of the world. Thank you, that was my comment. Thank you very much. I think, uh, Thomas, Thomas, can I, can I say a couple of things? Yeah, sure. I think Talib uh, was real quick and then. Sure. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Talib, okay, go just, ahead. It's okay, Jeffrey. I'll say just a few words. First of all, Peter, thank you so much for your intervention. I just was not very comfortable with your dismissal of domestic tourism as if it's a hopeless situation. It is our responsibility as a private sector to make it affordable to people and to, to readjust ourselves and think differently to bring in the domestic market. You can't just say it's not right for us. It doesn't, doesn't make up. I know it doesn't make up for foreign currency. It doesn't make up for trade uh, deficit. But it is does keep our facilities open. And it does keep our jobs alive. So I think it's very, very important to take that seriously. The second point I want to make here is what Maribel uh, said uh, about uh, international arenas. Now, you can't just ask governments to do some things that are uh, not logical sometimes and not healthy. For example, there are many destinations that are corona-free. Jordan, for example, for a long period of time was zero to 10 cases only. Now, once they open the border, even the land borders, not the airport, there are 2,000 and 3,000 every day. So don't be misled by the fact that you are, uh, you're a safe destination now. Once you start having some people coming to your country, you're going to get more, more cases, which is okay, but you have to be prepared for it, unless you're very strict on your, on your, on your procedures. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, and Jeffrey. Yeah, Thomas, firstly, I want to support Taleb in his, in his uh, comments on domestic uh, tourism. If you look at the numbers that WTTC use, about 70% of the, of the GDP numbers come from consumption. Come, that, that's people spending money. So if, and, and also within national borders, there are plans to help people to have money even when markets have stopped. There are recovery plans which are nationally based. So if you can tap into this and you can incentivize people to use the money that they have in a 
in a way which is which is good for domestic tourism, it's a great thing. So I just wanted to, I want to make three points. The first one, and congratulations again to Maribel. I've been in so many seminars and, and many of you have, and it's a lot of often blue sky thinking and magic solutions. And you can spend your life in these seminars. And I suggest that now we have a plan we don't have to have those kind of discussions. We can talk about really how do we implement? How do we get, how do we make the things that are in these 12 points, how, how do we make them happen? And, and, and when we make suggestions, we should reference them to one of the points so that we're all talking in a common way against a plan which has been widely recognized as being valuable. And then the last point I want to make, and it's a bit self-serving, but you know, there's a tendency to forget the long-term whilst you're focused on the short-term. You, know, you, you don't think about draining the swamp when you're up to your neck in alligators. Um, the long-term for us is, is now with the climate situation. It's, it's bigger than COVID and it's going to, it's, it's starting to impact. So I would like to reference item 11 in the WTTC's plan. I would like to urge everybody now to build climate-friendly travel. And I would like to offer for the international community the registry that we launched last week, which is a no-cost way for people to get onto a clean and green path by creating plans. We can help you do that and registering them and reviewing them every year and making sure that whilst we respond to the COVID issue, we also deal with the existential climate crisis. And final point, these, these black swan events, pandemics, uh, terrorism, they don't disappear after we've had one. There's, they come every five, 10 years. It's time the industry puts a big fund together with the insurance companies and the oil companies and the airline manufacturers so that when these things happen we don't have to be the first people to the government saying you have to help us first we have to prepare now for these to happen regularly and to help ourselves and you could create a fund by by doing what everybody else is trying to do which is to tap into a very very small percentage of the money that travelers pay and to put it somewhere for the time when this will happen again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very Jeffrey. Much, Jeffrey. Actually, you are referring to the points 11 and 12, not, and they are as important as first and number two, which is just the order, no? But those things are really important. One is the long terms, of course, and we are, uh, we are not proven that when COVID is over, nothing else is going to be com coming again. Yes, we'll have something else. And as well, the, the related to climate change and sustainability. And, and thanks for being part of our our now currently project, which we are creating a, a committee on sustainability that we are, hope that our members and and uh, we will be of course contributing to to give ideas and to share best practices worldwide on this particular matter. And thanks, Geoffrey, for all your help there and, and your and your brain uh, in this in this project thank you very much thank you jeffrey and uh, we have uh, two more people um who raised their hands uh, one is omar we get to you in just a minute but uh, for quite some time 
Mark Reed, and uh, Mark is an Australian guy living in Bali, in, involved in uh, some fascinating technical platforms. And I don't know if that's what your question was, but Mark, uh, welcome, and uh, hope everything is okay in Bali. Uh, I, I feel welcome, and thank you so much for for taking me into uh, into this community. It's um, at the heart of everything that I do, and I am watching Bali go from. <clears throat> Go from paradise to a ghost town and 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 get wave after wave after wave um, now that we've opened up our domestic tourism which is to be expected i guess but where i where i've come into it um i come into this industry from a background of digital marketing and and knowing how to knowing how to use digital marketing and, and software to um, engage uh, those that are unable to engage in digital marketing and, and, and keep themselves on the radar um, for, uh, in the tourism industry specifically. And we all know that 70% of all the tourism sector are not literally bookable or searchable online. They're still, um, they're still trying to fight for every booking and obviously they're not going to come back. So I don't really want to harp on too much about what I do. I would love to speak to you all on a, on a, on a, on a personal level. We have got, um, we're about to start rolling out. It's a, it's an incredible journey, but what I did want to say was I've, I've become part of a, a group here in Bali who have already repurposed uh, four hotels and four hotels with, with an investor, um, and we're, we're we're just taking them over for the year. Um, the management team of the hotel and all the staff are still employed, and we're repurposing them towards medical um, and wellness staycations. Um, the, the the first four pilot um, hotels are doing very well, and we're building up some incredible. Uh, community support from all of the wellness sector um, and we've got a, a goal between now and uh, the end of 2021 for another 40 within Bali 40 hotels um, there is some incredible uh, community work going on here um, and within three years the actual budget has been set for for uh, a thousand hotels to be adopted into this sustainability and wellness um, uh, repurposing of hotels along with um, digital nomads and startups and uh, those that are on re remote uh, working um, opportunities that want to be in a, in a healthier environment with sustainable or organic foods and everything based on climate and sustainability. Um, I, I would love to field any of your interest in all of that. And once again, I really appreciate being part of this group. Um, I look forward to working with you very soon because we can roll this out globally. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mark. And just wanted to remind everybody, if you have something to contribute what uh, other members of rebuilding.travel should see, uh, just uh, click on the contact form on rebuilding.travel. Uh, we're, we're looking at everything and uh, many, a uh, lot of this information is put up on our uh, website for others to see. And uh, we also welcome any ideas and anything you maybe wanted to present to the group at one time. Uh, we can have a special session like we have this one 
uh, where we can focus on, on specific subjects. And uh, finally, we're working on launching our resilience.travel website, uh, what again is, should, uh, is meant to be a public forum where anyone can contribute to. It's going to be free, like everything at rebuilding.travel is complimentary. And um, so that's our, um, our way of hopefully contributing to um, the global communication. And uh, of course, uh, Mark, uh, you're welcome to be part of it. I wanted to uh, go to Omar Navas. Omar, uh, Omar, tell us where you're calling from and um, what your question is. I think you have to unmute yourself. Is that okay by now? Yeah, we can. We cannot see you, but we can hear you. Now we can see and hear you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Two or three things, just to explain that. Um, well, very quick, uh, let us know, uh, know. Where, where, where you're from, where you're calling. Yeah, I, actually, actually, I'm in Paris at the moment, okay. and um, I worked for many years under Dr. Rifai and Jeffrey Lipman at the UNWTO in okay. Madrid. As a matter of fact, I got locked down here in Paris and couldn't get back to Madrid. And last week, I was able to go there and bring all my stuff back to my car. And now I think the frontiers are closed again. But uh, getting back to what Dr. Rifai mentioned, I also want to point out that I did uh, a landmark study under him called Domestic Tourism in Asia and the Pacific, which is available online. And it's a very interesting study. Unfortunately, this could not be extended to the global level. But what uh, Jeffrey mentioned um, that 70% of global tourism is from domestic tourism is true. Maybe that it is, uh, in, in my study, I found that in Asia it was 60%. But uh, I think many developed countries, it is around 70 to 75%. Uh, I just want to get back to one other point. Uh, this is to Peter Bryan. I just uh, read the article in... Hello? Yes, go ahead. We can hear you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just read the article, uh, Jurgen, in the Etobo today about Tanzanian tourism. I was fascinated that in the last three months that they were able to recover and welcome international tourists with France leading the entire uh, arrivals with I think three or 4,000 tourists between June and uh, to, uh, the present date. But globally, I understand from the article that Tanzania hasn't been in lockdown and they have welcomed tourists. So it would be nice to know how they have proceeded while other countries have had little difficulty. Uh, this is all that I I want to mention today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, and definitely, yeah, we did uh, highlight Tanzania with Peter's report. To actually, if you go to Peter's profile on uh, on rebuilding dot travel, you find an entire blue plan he worked on uh, for Tanzania, which is quite good. And uh, uh, and if we had time, I would give Peter the word again. <laughs> But uh, we, we're running so short on time. But if you read this and I, I can put you together, I think with Peter, maybe that's something what we uh, could discuss at a future session as well. And um, uh, uh, Maribel, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add to Omar's comment. 
I'd like you to ask uh, just to, to to invite all of you to use to have a read to the points to 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 and to spread the voice if, if you can and, and help each of us anything we do is always super valid and, and one more time uh, we have been doing this work over the last uh, few months very tireless and, and with a lot of passion and, and willing to, to change things and support we have done that under the, under the leadership of uh, the minister of saudi arabia which we are very very grateful for for this uh, opportunity and it but it's wttc plan is not someone else plan that's very important to indicate it's wttc who has produced it and we want to uh, we are going to be leading that in any circumstance and i think it's on your website also your plans for your uh, safe uh, safer travel um uh, uh, stamp uh, you have a, a lot of this information actually on your website it's quite useful and I think we actually linked to it from a safer tourism. Uh, we also actually linked to it from our, our um, uh, safer um, seal we started. Well, it's not competing with yours, uh, but it's complementing this because it's yeah. an excellent effort what WTTC put together. We have Emmanuel, and as far as I know, Emmanuel is joining us from Ghana. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more who you are. I know you've been with Ghana Tourism. I know who you are, but maybe for everyone else. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much, Jürgen. Um, a very good morning, afternoon, and evening to everyone. And let me say a big thank you for this opportunity. It's been great being part of these webinars. Um, I'm Emmanuel Frimpon. I am the Executive Secretary for Ghana Tourism Federation. Ghana Tourism Federation is the umbrella body for all private tourism sector in Ghana. So we have about 32 different trade associations. You have a tour guide, a tour operator, the chefs association, the various hotels, about 32 different trade associations. Now, my question actually goes to Maribel. Um, what is your plan to support not too big organizations? Uh, I know you are engaging the big organization, the G8, the G20s and all that. What is your relationship with the not too big organizations that are actually making impact in Africa. That is one. How are you engaging them? Two, um, how are you also bringing the youth to, to be on the table so that we can also contribute? Because many a times the decisions are made without getting us involved. So I want to find out about these two things. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Emmanuel. you. Thank you for the question, Emmanuel. And, and as I have been mentioning before, because we believe and it's reality that our sector brings value not only as an employees and uh, 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 to the GDP, we are bringing to the to the to the to the to the employment jobs, women, different you know people from worldwide gender equality wise. So for us, it's really important because it's the most inclusive sector worldwide. You can start in a hotel as Bell Mumble woman um, and, and ended being manager or director. It's the only sector where you can do a chain of, 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 of growth without having to, you know, to, to go to the university in that case. So it's, it's very inclusive. So for us, it's one of our 12 points uh, highlighted that. And when it comes to SMEs, as I said before, again, it's one of our interests and, and points in, in the plan as well, because 
80% of the, of the companies worldwide are all of them SMEs. When it comes to what companies are we engaging with to, to help Africa and to bring to Africa, bear in mind that if we avoid and, we, and if we change what we have now with the travel barriers, many big airlines can go back and they can start traveling and they can go to the different countries, Africa, non-Africa, but worldwide. Same with hotels, same with everything, same with operators. So all the actions we are doing now, of course, we have to target a little bit different region by region, but now it's a global issue. All of us are on this now. So there is no point to just tackle a couple of cities or regions when it's a global problem. So, but when we solve the global problem, the, the regions will be easier because it's going to be a cascade effect. Well, thank the you. Youth, sorry, the youth, engaging the youth. The youth as well is the, as, a, as a, our sector, uh, if you see uh, at the worldwide level, is the, the number one, not, not engaging, employing your people. So, but of course we need to keep on working and there are many initiatives and this is part of our sustainable growth plan. And, and, and it's a very, very good and valid point, but we are already considering like a big part of our employee workforce. Talib, I think wanted to cut in here. Thank you so much. I think what Emmanuel was saying, which I thank him for raising that up, is how do we involve the youth in the decision-making process as well? not just the receiving end. I yeah, think well, that's very, very important. That's very important, Maribel. As a work, as I said, but now we know that the first travelers are going to be the young people. They are the going to be the ones because they are the most resilient. They have no fear to travel. So they are going to be not only the travelers of today, but the travelers of the future. So those people are for us very important because other ones are going to be traveling first to different countries. So we have to to target them somehow. And then their testimonials could be really useful. You know, now the new technologies, the way they are working, the way they are traveling are pretty much important for destinations as well, to be perceived, to be present in those platforms. So there are many, many ways to engage with the youth, not only as employees or travelers or, or students, but as well as the, the one that are going to be the one and the first going back to the destinations because there is not as much, there is less sensible, the, the COVID for them than for elderly, as, as you can know, so. Very good. So in this part, they would like want to target. Thank you. Jürgen, mm -hmm. may I make a suggestion here, please? Yes, sure. I think we cannot leave before concluding what Maribel just said, just said. We have 12 points now, and 12 points, 24 points that came out of WTPC. This must be our entire agenda. Like Jeffrey said, enough of talking about so many things. I think we need to look at this agenda now WTTC agenda, refine it as much as we can, send to them our comments and adopt it as our agenda, the agenda of everybody, an international agenda. Without doing that, we will not be able to move a step forward. We should know what we're, what we're fighting for. And this document is an excellent start for that. Thank you. Well, well yeah, I definitely uh, try to agree with you. And uh, as I've mentioned to Gloria several times, we would love to work with WTTC and contribute to your plan. And I think it's, it's a good group, uh, as you can see. We have uh, people that are excited about the industry that really care about the industry. So I'm looking forward, if that's okay with WTTC, we would uh, love to find a way to work uh, with you on this and um, taking Talib's lead here um, to uh, uh, work 
on uh, going through your agenda, but it's all now very new. I only saw it yesterday, so. No problem. <laughs> we can share it. You have it there, use it. And, and of course, we are more than happy to, from time to time, gather here with you. We are invited. We are more than like happy to, to join you and explain about where we are, what are the process, what are our you know, improvements uh, or, or, or our difficulties. Uh, and share that with you and try to you know to, to work together in that sense and uh, uh, we are very happy to be here i know that you have had as well in the past other of my colleagues so yeah so that's a great news thank you very yeah. much very good what we're saying what we're saying here is that wtc agenda must become the global agenda Absolutely. that's what we're, i'm saying i think it's worth it what we have seen 12 points if we refine them a little bit add a little bit of what has been said today just refine it a little bit and make it a final document that is speaking on the behalf of everybody, any responsible person, responsible for environmentally, responsible socially, responsible economically. All of this must be in one document. This is an excellent document. It's a two-page document that sums it all up. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank, thank you, you. Taleb. And, um, and as I probably could have predicted it, we all predicted, this is such a hot subject we're talking about. And we have now so many questions lined up uh, we can probably sit here all night and all day to go through it. So we're going to try to sort through it. And um, we, we have a few people uh, that already raised hands. There's Alexander, there's Gretschner from Poland, there's Kazim from Nigeria, and um, Raid also wanted to add to it. So uh, we don't unfortunately have time for everyone to listen, but uh, uh, I, I want, let's go, go on here and see as much as we can. Andrew, about Alexander from Montenegro, go ahead. Uh, do you have to- uh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm muted. I did. Now it's okay. Okay, thank you. Actually, I would like to have uh, Maribel's and Dr. Talib's views on the, on the issue regarding Montenegro. Uh, as you all know, Montenegro is a very small country, very beautiful country in Europe, very close to all the uh, all the the main the main markets. But we are stuck with Corona. Uh, we uh, were promoting ourselves as Corona-free country a couple of months ago, which was a huge mistake. And then now we are number one country in Europe regarding the the number of infected infected cases. So everything is blocked here. And uh, okay, uh, Dr. Taleb and Maribel were talking about global standards and global strategy, which I support very much. But I would like to have your views. Uh, uh, what actions should we take now to improve the situation? From my point of view, we should start rebuilding trust and confidence in the destination, of course, when we, when we uh, solve the health issue. But I would like to have your views on this, if you can, you know, add, add uh, something on it. Thank you. I'd love to add something to Montenegro. Montenegro is a wonderful country. I had an opportunity once to go with the minister with an aeroplane over the sea and looked at Montenegro in one shot. You could see the whole country, the beaches, the mountains. It's beautiful. Really. I think it's a perfect place for the so-called digital nomads. Perfect. I think you should concentrate more on that if you want international tourism. International tourism can only be done through long-term stay. In other words, you should promote your country as a country that is capable of receiving young people and people that want to work from home and turn your hotels into residences, really. 
That's one point. The second point is encourage regional tourism. You're in a region that is quite vibrant. You should open your borders a little bit more and encourage people to come from the region to spend a day or two or three. I don't know how, how the quarantine situation is in your surrounding countries, but it's important to, to encourage not just domestic. I don't know domestic tourism is not very viable in, in Montenegro because it's a very small country. But you live in a region that is quite rich. You have around you Croatia, you have around you Serbia, you have around you uh, also uh, Mon Macedonia. Macedonia as well. Macedonia, yes. Albania. Yeah, yeah. Albania. Albania. Albania is a very, very, very uh, supportive country as well. So all of this can help you. I think we need to look afresh at a new strategy for Montenegro. Montenegro is a big resort, really. The whole country is, is a tourism destination. From beach to mountain, everything, all in one shot. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Margaret, can I have your? Yeah, as I said before, as I said before, the right now is the opportunity for destinations to do. I mean, you know, to plan for the future. This future we have been commenting today since since early morning, and uh, for you as a destination, let's and the, the regional and the domestic domestic for us should be like Europe. No, that is 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 really very important and. Um, well, comms plans, uh, promotional plans, all has to be really well coordinated and, and, and organized. And we believe that anyone that is doing now and is presenting themselves very competitive is going to be the one that is going to win, is going to be the one they're wearing and receiving. And you have to communicate all the efforts you are doing. You have to communicate how safe traveling is there. You have to start again building up and about your products and, 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 and showing up there because people is, is, is there waiting for travel back again. Use the, 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 the media, use the, the, all the technology possible there, all the platform, the youth, the young people in Europe to travel because uh, as soon as uh, we are ready to travel, people is going to be doing this part of being, having fear or not, but use those tools right now to start building your case and being prepared for it. And as well, very important, um, the citizens of the regions and destinations, because some, they have to be the, 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 they have to welcome the tourists. They have to know the impact that this sector has in their livelihoods because they don't know till they don't have seen it. Now they have seen it. The little bit, the little shop next to a hotel, the person that is cleaning the rooms, you know, the, the boutique which is in front, the souvenirs, the food, the, the restaurants, all of them they sometimes take for granted that the tourists are going to be there. And, and no, they have to be part of the value chain, they have to help the destinations. And that is very important. They all understand and we need to communicate. Sometimes we miss that. We miss communicating to the citizens how the, the travel and tourism is impacting them. We are always measuring the induced, only not direct and indirect and induced uh, effect on the GDPs and, and jobs, but it goes further than, uh, and, uh, and beyond that because impact much, much more than that. Impact on women going back to going to work, impact of the, you know, the 30% of the, the, the young people that is going and work in travel and tourism impact more than that. So is why it's important that we communicate properly and we do it. And we haven't been doing that very well over the last year. So let's profit because when you, we, we're thinking about, I was having a conversation the other day with a destination and they were saying, look, automotion, 
in some parts of the world are as big as tourism. But, and they, don't, they are not so talkative and they don't speak. You don't see them in different fora. You, you don't see them, but, but they are there. They are very well perceived. They are very well you know, recognized by the governments and associations, industry and, and, and citizens. Why? Well, we have to think why we as well should be communicating how important we are for the society. So, so I would just add, I would just add that the key is to communicate, to promote, to marketing all the solutions that you that you just proposed as dig digital nomads and all the, all the rest of the things. But the key is the communication. 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 Yes, what yes. you are doing, being transparent. Let them yeah. know. Let them know what they feel, what they get to your country. Use the testimonials. Use them. When someone is going to your country, ask them, how did you feel? How did you feel? Did you go back safe? And use this as a testimonial so people can, because when you, we are saying ourselves, we are already, you know, we might have a bias that they are not having. So we should use the testimonials and all those travelers yeah. in your country. Unfortunately, I'm not sitting in the National Tourism Board of Montenegro. So, you know, I'm trying to, to help uh, to rebuild tourism from my side, but your, your suggestions are very, very, uh, are great and very welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thank you, Alexandra. So we have uh, time maybe but, for- but, but if I may, if I may just add one, one little yes. thing. Sure. You have to be prepared, very well prepared, because when you promote a destination as a safe destination, and then people start coming, this destination is not going to be safe anymore. In other words, the more people that come, the more risk you take. And you have to be very prepared for that. We had the same thing in Jordan, as I said. In Jordan, we had zero sometimes cases. Now we're having two, three thousand because we opened up too much, too quickly, unprepared. So you have to be very prepared, otherwise you will have a reverse reaction to that. Thank you. Th thank you, Talib. Uh, so we have three more um, that raised hands we're going to get on the screen. And then I think we have to wrap it up uh, for today and uh, we can share um, some of the comments with everyone. And then also, of course, at the end, we share the video with everyone. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name, Grazina. Grotusiach from Poland is joining us, and uh, you, you had an observation. Welcome. Uh, hello, hello, Jürgen. Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me to this meeting. Unfortunately, my camera is off, so uh, not even not even picture can be shown. Um, do you hear me? Yes, we can hear you fine. Yeah. We cannot see okay. you, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So maybe maybe next time, maybe next time, as I'm going to visit my, my IT specialist to 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 make it. Okay. So uh, I already sent a, sent a chat to you on chat to you some my concerns, and maybe maybe it will be also some kind of hint for for other uh, regions or or countries that. Um, we should also think about contributing ourselves to, to the industry. And an example, uh, as an example, I can give you, I can give you um, our group, special task force group. I would say together, uh, and this group uh, was formated already in March when we saw that, that the problem is coming, and a very big problem is coming to our industry. So in, we encouraged 18 different associ associations to 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 meet. To speak and to uh, to address our um, our um, concerns, 
fears uh, and objections to the government and whom, whom we encourage, uh, AV, AV specialists, event companies, uh, all these uh, technicals that they are working for concerts, uh, big tour operators, buses and so on. Uh, so this group was really very serious and government could not say no to our, uh, to our resolutions and to our, um, not, not the resolutions, but to our um, provisions of resolutions that we are, were addressing to our government. Uh, so we needed around uh, four months to uh, to convince the government that this is the power and the and the the income to our GDP GDPR that we are that we are producing is really very important and what they will lose if if many of us or majority of us will bankrupt it and as a, resu a result of our uh, lobbying we got uh, three stages of the government support and of course it's not enough and we can uh, we cannot survive for, for survive for years but uh, but we we, since March, we are closed. Uh, I mean, our businesses are closed or hibernated, let's say, uh, but still we are surviving. So we did not, we are not facing now any bankruptcy uh, because we, we got the governmental support. Uh, now, now the government is saying that that they they do not have more money, uh, but still we are existing. That's that's a very good good uh, point. And uh, saying that, I would like to encourage other uh, other regions or other other countries, uh, the, the associations from these regions and the countries, to talk to the government and to show them our power and what what we all may lose uh, in terms of GDPR for the country. Uh, we were successful somehow for this moment uh, we created uh, we, we renamed our our group from the special task force group group to the council to look more serious uh, in front of the government and of the government uh, different agendas and different different um, organizations that they belong to the government so if I can somehow uh, somehow um, give the advice that that they really the government and the the other organization they really uh, are hearing us when we are in a group, not just one uh, agency, not just one association, but as a group. Uh, we were successful. But what we okay. are suffering now that we are not having the uh, consistent regulations from United, from EU, that, you know, one day uh, this country is open one day, that country is closed, this and that. Of course, we are the second wave in the process of the second wave of, of uh, pandemic, but in, a, uh, let's say, better times like it, it used to be in August or or uh, September, uh, I personally had uh, two groups, incentive groups, one to to uh, Zakynthos to Greece and one to Jarba to Tunisia. So it was possible to, to travel. Now it's a different situation, but uh, just to, to summarize, uh, we should uh, contribute as associations and a group of, of agencies not not alone, because alone we, we cannot do anything. That's why we are here today right. to, to talk together, correct? Absolutely, and I think you have a very good point, and we, we take this to heart, and I encourage you to also summarize it, uh, um, put it um, on our group so we can uh, see how we as a group here um, build a larger group. And I know Maribel and, um, has also another event coming up, so we're really running short in time. There is Kazim uh, from Nigeria. Kazim, can you just do this in one minute? I know you're on TV all the time, so you know how to do that. If you could really short, because we are way over time, and and Marjorie actually is uh, supposed to be at another meeting. 
Kazim is uh, from Nigeria with the TV uh, station. I've been a guest on this station. Welcome. Thank you so much, um, Mr. Uh, well, I know uh, time as much uh, has gone so far, but um, let me just say this. What I'm trying to uh, bring to the world is that um, um, I want to see what um, uh, WTTC can do for um, Africa generally, because as it stands now, we have more uh, at uh, that uh, advantage position when it comes to opening our tourism. Uh, before now, it's it's not been um, all that good. But what I want uh, to tell the VP of our WTTC is that she, whatever she can do, you know, to support Africa, the more currently, so that we can open the, the continent more to, to business because, you know, um, the uh, COVID-19 uh, did not really affect us much. So that's just my own uh, contribution. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, Maribel, I know you got to go. Uh, yeah, so I give I, you the last word and we can wrap yeah. up after you leave. So <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very if, much. If you to your question, uh, to, I, I couldn't really hear very well your question, but there are two things to respond to you and to the uh, and to the former speaker. Uh, first, we have a lot of data. Please use it. There is a lot of data for 185 countries, 25 regions. Go with this data to your government and explain how important it is for your country or how important it might be for your country if you compare it to the other. That is uh, uh, very, very important. And then, yeah, you have to unite yourself. You have to form groups. You have to uh, speak uh, and, and, and to the governments to, to make sure how is the impact that you are producing. When it comes to travel, what we are doing right now is a global, uh, it's, it's a historic moment and it's global. Why global? Because we want to resume international travel. And when the, the international travel is back, everybody is going to be affected, not only Europe, not only USA, it's going to be affected as well Africa. So of course we have to think about what to do in this particular continent or region. But now the important thing is that we resume this international travel. Now everybody is, shocked, is, is locked down. There are no connectivity between Asia and, and Europe, Europe and America, America, Asia. Is, there is no connectivity. So if we don't bring back this connectivity, it's impossible that we can then tackle uh, other parts of the world. So for two things. First thing, use data, talk to your government. Second thing, let's resume altogether the international travel because otherwise we can be spending hours and speaking here about you know, blue sky, whatever, but nothing will happen if not. Um, many, many livelihoods are going to be impacted. We have been expecting 197 million jobs being affected, 5.5 trillion US dollars if we are not acting right now. So, and thank you very much, Jorgen, for your, for your time today, Taleb, Jeffrey, and the rest. Nizembi, everybody that's here today. I hope that we can come back and participate and I'll take the, yeah, I'll share with you all the points and I hope that you can feed it back and, and let us know what your opinion is. Thank you very Thank much. You very Thank you very much, Marvel. And I, I, know, I, I know there are some people uh, raising hands so we can maybe go on for five more minutes or so and, uh, and if you have to leave, Marvel, we fully understand. Thank I you. Thank you very we're much. We're way over your time. <laughs> and my Thank best you very much. Gloria. Hasta luego. Can I have just one recommendation, please, before she goes, if you yeah. don't mind. I've been listening very carefully to all the heated discussion and the eagerness of everybody from the tourism industry to build it back. I've been working on a project to raise 
or to establish 1,000 startups in travel and tourism and sustainability, which is according to SDG uh, 17 objectives or programs. And I would like, I heard very much what you have said. I heard what Dr. Talib said. I like his uh, initiative and what also uh, Jürgen said that uh, the mover and checker of the industry are the youth. And they are very, very innovative, very creative. And actually I contacted WSA World uh, Summit Award in uh, Vienna, Austria. And we are working on a scheme to raise 1,000 startups globally. And I think this is the right time to listen to these innovative uh, young uh, uh, girls or boys and to support them. And we should listen to uh, creative ideas, whether in technology, in product development, in digital marketing, in tour operation, in financing, the pen technology, etc. So if I may ask, I have not looked at the agenda of WTTC with the Ministry of Saudi Arabia, but I can share with you uh, the program that I've been working for almost two years, and I believe that would be a very good initiative uh, to, uh, to be considered by WTTC to help the global tourism industry. Thank you, and I'm sorry Thank to you. keep you No, no, waiting. no, thank you very much. And please yeah, share with, with us. I'm uh, happy to have a look to it, of course. And we yes, are I, completely, I completely agree. Thank I you. I completely okay. agree. I will just remember that two years ago in Buenos Aires, we launched it. We wanted and we spoke first time about the seamless travel journey, the seamless travel, which is about technology, digitalization. And now it's something that was already written in the G20. So uh, we, we know very well that it's very important to, to help the job, the startups, and the technology. Again, thank you very much. I have to go. Bye bye. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye, beautiful. And, and thank you everyone else for staying so long. This was probably, I think, our longest session we ever had, but uh, I hope you agree it was worth the time and it was interesting. We will share the entire uh, session again on video uh, with everyone and we welcome your distribution, uh, your contribution um, after this so we can have a meaningful discussion. My very last, uh, my very last um, a request is, uh, you, you heard Alexandra from Montenegro. She's our first ambassador for the uh, region in the, in the Balkan region. We would like to get more people uh, taking this type of responsibility for your own region and work with us at, on projects that are relevant to you, to your neighbors and to your industry. Uh, because uh, uh, as, as a global initiative, we can all come together and share the experience, but regional, it's something what has to come uh, from within. So anyone interested in taking this task also under our uh, rebuilding.travel network, please contact us also go to rebuilding.travel, click on contact, and we can start this discussion and see how we can uh, bring structure into what we're doing. Again, thank you very much. Uh, for attending today and for your time. And I want to give the last word to Talib and uh, say aloha here from Hawaii. 
Thank you so much, Jürgen. I don't want to add anything more other than just reiterate my call to you. Please look at the document of WTTC. Consider it your agenda. Refine it and send it back to us. We will work with WTTC to make sure that this becomes the global agenda. I think the 12 points, plus 12 points, one from government, one from private sector, situate a very, very logical framework for all of this. Thank you so much once again, everybody. And I'm delighted to be part of this wonderful group. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition from Livestream.Travel. We will be back with more updates from eTurbo News soon. If you have any questions or you'd like to be featured in one of our upcoming editions, simply go to livestream.travel and click on contact. For more information on the Travel News Group, publisher of eTurbo News, Hawaii News Online, Travel Wire News, and many others, go to travelnewsgroup.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back soon.